We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's November 23rd, it's 2022. 12 NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast. We got some injuries, we got some back-to-backs, and we got Mr. Snacks himself, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, my brother. Glad to have you back. Uh, I know you've already had a couple couple shows and pods since you've uh, returned but my 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 one of my good friends in the industry so glad to have you back yet again and uh we, we got a big doozy of a slate so I will pass it along to you and let you do your thing and uh let's help some people make some money let's um again as always I like to remind people first look podcast um when, like Tuesday is the perfect example of that you know when we were talking about tuesday slate like Jokic and murray and those guys were like doubtful they got ruled in and the whole slate changed an hour after lock um so first look podcast we're just going to break down and you know potentially talk about some trends and some plays to look at here um as a first look if you haven't already head on over to the roto grinders morning grind youtube page subscribe Turn on notifications, like the video, comment if you want. I try to check the comments throughout the day. So if you have any comments, um, try to communicate with people as much as possible. If you want to hang out during the show live, you can hang out in the, the chat room. There's Nick Nelson in the chat right now talking about the NASCAR championship. It was unreal. It was something. Um, it was <laughs> it was something. Uh, I have so many thoughts about that, but we're not going to get into it because we have 12 games. If you haven't checked out Sleeper <laughs> Fantasy, head on over there, check them out. Sleeper Fantasy is crushing it in the fantasy prop game. Love what they're doing over there. Use promo code Grinders. That way you get in the, the Roto Grinders squad and you get a deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks. Um, so take advantage of that. Like I said, join the Roto Grinders squad chat. Um, even if you are 
already subscri- like signed up you can go to the podcast description and it's roto grinders um i think it's sleeper just slash grinders and then you can join the squad that way as well so 12 games a lot to talk about a lot to break down we're gonna jump right in we're not gonna mess around today we get started here with philadelphia at charlotte's Phillies on a back-to-back we do have a total 214 and a half total here charlotte three and a half point favorite ball and martin out for charlotte We'll have to see if any news comes out of Philly um, as far as who's going to be in, who's going to be out. We know that Embiid is already ruled out for this game, not going to play. So there you go. Um, Don't expect Harden to play in this game as well. Um, And Tybal got banged up in the game um, on Tuesday night. So we'll see if he is back or not. It was, I think, like an ankle, um, if I remember reading it correctly. So let's start here with Philly. No Embiid, potentially no Harden, potentially no Maxi, potentially no Thibel. Uh, what are we looking at here for Philadelphia? Uh, I mean, I guess it's going to be the same usual suspects, and they get a what should be a pretty soft matchup here on paper, um, even though they're on the back-to-back. Melton should be okay. Milton at 5,500 is looking like a standout if all of these other guys are going to continue to be out. And then Tobias Harris at 7,800. Uh, didn't quite get it done on the previous slate like I think we would have anticipated. Believe it or not, he just had a rough first half. Uh, second half, he came out and just, I mean, kind of obliterated, you know, or what he should have done the first half. If he would have had a first half like the second half, he would have been, you know, pretty much cruising to 45 to 50 points. So, you know, Harris against Charlotte, you know, not, not something I'm going to shy away from at all. Uh, Paul Reed actually had a – a fairly good game as well, at least on the boards. Let me, let me say at least on the board. I think he had at least 10, if I'm not mistaken. And so, you know, for 3,700, big slate, don't get me wrong, but I definitely think he's someone you can look at. Harrell had an okay game. He's 4,400. So there will be some pieces here if Harden and uh, and the rest of the game sit, which, I, which I'm assuming they will. Um you know, and we already know and B was already scheduled to be out two games. I don't Max is not gonna play. So um I, I like these guys here. Ball is already out, like you, you know, like we've already discussed. So this should be a, an up and down pace game in Charlotte. And uh hopefully, you know, we come out with a loss here and, and stay in the Victor Wimbanyana Yama sweepstakes. Just kidding. Kidding, not kidding. Not kidding. Yeah, kidding, not kidding. Um <laughs> guys that you know i like shake milton again i man harold started and what did he end up like 15 minutes or something had like a really good fourth first quarter and then was like gone again yeah, just disappeared um, disappeared i think a lot of that had to do with like paul reed just having a game um he did he had a game so i mean i wouldn't even be shocked to see reed start instead of harold like they then reward him with the like amazing performance that he had on Tuesday night. Yeah. Reese 3,700 center only 12 game slate. If he starts, I'm interested. If he comes off the bench again, I just don't know if we can expect another seven for nine shooting night, 19 and 10 type of game, especially as center only like eligibility. So he's, he's kind of a question mark. Cork Maz just came back played 20 minutes i don't know if they let him like play a lot here um so maybe i'm looking at like a a nang who we talked about on the podcast yesterday um 
he only played 17 minutes, so potentially could get some minutes. But shorthanded team here, especially if Thibel sits. So definitely going to be looking at this Philly rotation um, and starting lineup. On the Charlotte side, I mean, Terry Rozier is 8K. He has some ceiling, but he really just hasn't shown huge ceiling here. Um, Ubre's price is kind of caught up here at 6,800. He'd probably be my favorite of the group. Um, but Dennis Smith Jr. at 5,500 is the guy I think I'm the most interested in here in Charlotte. 25 minutes in his return. I think we see him get closer to that like 32 to 35 minute roll here. It was an ankle. It's been a few days now. I mean, I didn't hear any setbacks. I, I think Dennis Smith Jr. at 5,500 is super interesting here. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. And then don't look now. Gordon Hayward just, I mean, and I'm mentioning him because he just got back. He's two games in. See, I thought he might have had a little bit of ramp up, 42 and 37 minutes at 6,300. I think I'm going to have some interest in, in Hayward as well. Just I was shocked he came out and played that many minutes. Just coming back, uh, gosh, they need to trade this guy. And it's not, it's nothing against Gordon Hayward, man. They just get get him somewhere where he can he can play with with a contender. Don't let him rot away here in Charlotte with with the young guys. Which you know, maybe maybe he pulls a Harrison Barnes and just hangs around until the team gets good, and that could be the case. Um, so, but I, I did want to mention him as well. Quietly, Mason Plumley's been playing fairly well most games. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's not every game. I mean, he did go through a stretch where it was like, you know, felt like 35 to 40 points, you know, a night. I think it gets a softer Philly lineup. I, I don't hate him at 5,700, but, you know, we're, we're that, that that's about the end of the road with the Hornets. Be interesting to see what Gordon Hayward's props come in at points-wise. Um, like, even, even, like points rebound assist type of thing like what that comes in at because he if it's just low like if it's just low and we could take advantage of it the minutes are going to be there the matchup's nice because i mean philly's shorthanded and it's a back-to-back for them so charlotte's like actively trying not to win games i feel like so i mean i think this game stays remotely close um so yeah i mean definitely a game to look at for a low 214 and a half total Moving on, we got Portland at Cleveland, 217 and a half total here. Cleveland, eight and a half point favorite. Portland side, Johnson, Lillard, and Peyton out. Cleveland side, Levert, Rubio, Windler out. Kevin Love, questionable. Start on the Portland side of things. Obviously, no Damian Lillard. He's going to be back in a week or two, it sounds like. Um, but we, we kind of know what to expect without Dame. So what are we looking at here for Portland? Well, you know, to look at Anthony Simons, I mean, when Dave is out, the guy's going to take at least 20 shots or, or pretty close. Uh, took 19 against Utah, 23 against Milwaukee. Now, look, he was very efficient, shot about 52% from the field, 27% from three, and still shot 52%, which should tell you kind of how this, this thing went down. Shot 30% from three in the game before that, seven for 19, 36%, very inefficient. But but the other thing that, that Anthony Simons is doing is, is the peripheral. So when Dame is out, the ball in his, is in his hands, the usage rate is up. Seven assists and eight assists against Utah, five and four against Milwaukee. Uh, he gets a matchup with Cleveland. That's a guard-heavy team anyway. 
so, you know, if he can continue down this path of picking up rebounds and assists, the scoring is going to be there. And if the scoring is there, I mean, this guy's going to blow through these totals. So uh, we, we already know, you know, like you said, what to do there. This should be a game where Nurkic continues to get minutes because, I mean, he's, he's got Jared Allen on the other side uh, at 6,400. I mean, he's a guy I think you can look at now. His ceiling does feel a bit capped in a general situation. I am going to give him a bump with Damian Lillard out, hoping that they, they need him, uh, you know, down the stretch. Jeremy Grant is another guy that's been playing fantastically. Uh, for a stretch, but you know he's kind of come back down to earth here. I don't mind a flyer on him, but he wouldn't be you know my, a primary target. Simons has a thirty-two percent usage rate with you know Lillard off the floor. That's a four and a half percent increase. We we know like he's yeah we know like the usage is there. Nurkic, you mentioned Nurkic. He's averaging almost one point three fantasy point per minute with Lillard um, and Johnson off the floor this season. So. I mean, Nurkic, it's always just, will he get enough minutes? Um, You know, 6,400, if he's going to get 30-plus minutes, he has some upside. It's just the minutes are all over the place. So I think large field tournament play on him. Grant, very playable. 7,100 is just kind of pricey. He might be someone you end up more looking at, like, on your fantasy prop type of sites more than, like, playing him on DK at 7,100. So I think that's where I'm looking at Grant more than anything else. Um, sup yappy in chat what's happening um, great calling the kd fade did that work out i didn't play him so i didn't even check um sounds like it might have worked out cleveland side of this game will no lavert i mean that's big in itself um i think the other thing that you know we're going to be paying attention to tomorrow is no, like Kevin Love playing or not playing. Um, he plays enough minutes where he makes a difference in rotations. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Garland, these guys have been fantastic. Um, they've been even better when Lavert's not been playing or on the floor. What are your thoughts here on these Cleveland, you know, guards? Um, they're kind of pricey. Yeah, they are. Um, once again, though, this this is a fairly guard heavy team. Um, now, like we talked about, we already know Levert is out. I think Michelin tournaments might be sneaky. And the reason why I'm saying that is at, when the scoring is there for him, the fantasy points are typically up. And so what, what I'm banking on if I'm playing Mitchell is the fact that he's probably going to score, you know, somewhere around 30 real points. And if he does that, the good thing about him this year as well is the peripheral, Stevie, which I've, I've enjoyed. Even with Garland back, I thought he was going to possibly take a dip. Uh, and assist and rebounds. But, I mean, if you look at the game log, he's still, um, he's still, you know, getting there. Like, that's – so So I'm, I'm very pleased with, with the production that, that Damien uh, – not Damien, excuse me, Donovan Mitchell is putting out there. Uh, Garland at 8,800. I don't – you can't play both of them. If I was going to play one, it will probably be Mitchell for the scoring. Um, but one of these guys is going to get there. I, I just honestly can't tell you uh, which one it is. Uh, I do think Kevin Love will play, and as a result of that, I'm kind of out on the bigs. I don't hate Allen. Like, I feel like Allen could get there against anybody, but 6,700 is going to have to deal with Nurkic. Uh, I think I'm going to pass. I'm mainly interested in the guards. Um, if, I, if I'm multi-entering, like let's say I'm running 150, I probably just put Mitchell in a group together and then just set a rule where 
you know, I only play one of them at a time. I think Mitchell's the play if you want to run some tournament shots on Cleveland or Garland. You got to remember this game, 217 and a half total. It's not a game where we're going to see like an incredible pace pushed. Um, you know, Cleveland is 29th in pace. Uh, this game's in Cleveland. No, no Lillard. Portland plays slow as well. I think they're 25th or 26th in pace. So, Will, slow game. A slow game. I just, I mean, tournaments only. I, th- I think tournaments only. If Kevin Love sits, obviously it could potentially open up some stuff. But I, I think it's a tournament only spot. Um, Evan Mobley is someone I always like looking at props because, you know, he's he's someone that is very capable of getting 25 plus rebounds and points and his line usually comes in in like the 22 and a half type of mark um so i always like looking at um evan mobley's points rebound prop yeah absolutely i'm with you 100 all right we got minnesota at indiana 235 here we go um two points favorite in minnesota mclaughlin anderson questionable and then on the pacer side duarte Entice out Jackson and New New um, Newpard, both questionable. So let's start here with Minnesota. Um, you know, we go from talking about a, a game that's going to have not so great pace to a game that has two teams in the top five in pace. Just a fantastic spot if the Pacers keep this game close. Um, this is an amazing spot for Minnesota. Uh, the Pacers are a bottom 15 defensive team. They play fast. It's just really kind of figuring out, do you want to take shots on Towns? Is this the spot? Are we taking shots on Edwards? This is a team that's really struggled, you know, guarding the three-point line. This is a guy with double-digit three-point attempts in three straight games. Like, I think Edwards at 8K, Edwards props. This is the guy that I think I'm looking at in Minnesota in a fast-paced game. Him and maybe even D'Angelo Russell at 6K. Yeah, man, I, I'm so glad you mentioned D'Lo because, like, this is starting to get to the that salary range where it's like, come on, man. Like, this is a matchup with Indiana. He He's not playing some top-tier defense tomorrow. So I really like D'Lo here. I, I think this is a spot he could get off. Now, look, you're looking at Miami game. He's one for five. Like, I think he takes a lot more than five shots. Like, he's been kind of hovering – around 12 shots a game. Let's call it 10 to 12. I, I think I think he ends up more in the 12 range in this spot against Indiana in a game where they're going to push the pace. Um, you know, Indiana, one of the highest paced teams in the league. You know, you talked about you talked about Edwards at 8K. Like this should, you know, this should be another good spot for him. And uh I, I really do like Carl Anthony Towns here. 9K, I think that's a fair price, but you know, all in all, his production should be there in this spot. Um, I mean, he, he should be able to dominate in terms of scoring, assisting, rebounding. Uh, he's another one that's been getting it done in both departments for the peripherals. Uh, but the thing you're banking on is if, if he scores 25 points, uh, Stevie, typically the fantasy points are going to come along. Like if you look at his game log, he starts hitting mid-20s, he starts hitting 50-ish fantasy points. And so – uh, Carl Anthony Towns, one of my favorite plays on the day for sure. Um, the thing that I do like about Cat, especially on DraftKings, is you can play him at power forward. You know, we're gonna have yes. so many great like center plays. Being able to get Cat at power forward definitely opens up the possibilities. 
of um, playing him. Rudy Gobert is someone that like love when you can find his like rebound prop around like eight and a half. Um, jump on that. I think especially in this type of matchup, you know, very fast paced game. So uh, the Pacers side of this game. I mean, if this game stays close, like if you're if you're taking shots on Edwards or Towns, I think you have to play either Halliburton or or Buddy Heald um, and just hope you know, lights out type of shooting game. Buddy Heald has been struggling shooting the ball. He's still putting up the shots, Will. Double-digit three-point attempts in four of the last five. They're going to fall, and he's going to have a big game here soon. 6,300. Halliburton, I think, is the best play, but he's also the most expensive play. Um, talk to me here about the Pacers. Yeah, man, I, I honestly, I think you summed it up perfectly. Uh, and, you know, there's always another guy that's kind of going to go off and contribute. Um, I really wish Benedict Mathurin was playing about 35 minutes. He's playing about 27. The usage I don't think is that's fantastic, enough. man. Yeah, I, I just – God, if, he's, if he was playing 35 minutes, like, he'd be the guy. For, I'm saying in terms of salary production. Um, man, just get the man 30-plus minutes, 35-ish. Anyway, um, you know, they're committed to playing T.J. McConnell. And so I – T.J. McConnell played 32 minutes last game. See, like, Indiana, what are we doing? Like, come on, man. Um, and that's what I have to say about Indiana. It's Halliburton. It's uh, – I think you can get away with Miles Turner. I don't love it. But it's it's possible he has a, has a big game. And I still think I played Benedict McDuran – just in, in large field tournament stuff. Like at 5,700, I still think I take some shots. You know, okay, I don't love Turner in this game. I don't love the matchup. But, like, the more I think about it, the more, like, Jackson might be interesting here because they might be forced to play bigger in this game. Yeah. I don't possible. think he's the craziest. Like, Jalen Smith – it would be the guy like you could definitely take some tournament shots on as well. Like one of those two guys. Um, yeah. Jalen would get his 20 minutes at, at, at least. And then, and like, then it's who, up, up to the rest of it. Like it's who's getting towns, right? Like you don't want to play the guy that's getting Gobert. You want to play the guy that's getting towns. Yeah. All right. Cruising along. We got Dallas at Boston. 218 total here, Boston, four-point favorite. Uh, Dinwiddie, questionable. Keebler, doubtful. Boston side, Gallo and Robert Williams out. But the big news here that we're going to be paying attention to that could change the entire slate, Jason Tatum is questionable. Um, if he were to sit, it would obviously matter a lot. It's an ankle sprain. It really, typically with ankle sprains, it's how does he wake up? Um, is he sore? Is he going to be a, like... We'll see. So who knows? We're going to talk about it both ways. Uh, but let's start here with Dallas. Luca is 12 8. Um, if there's, you know, one guy that you could, you know, potentially get 80 plus fantasy points on on any slate right now, um, I, I would put Luca at the top of the list. So what are we doing here with Dallas? Man. So Luca is the absolute stud play right like there's there's no doubt about it this is let's just say this is his season Stevie. like he's pretty much probably at the top of the mvp 
discussion. I would say for this season with the way he's playing, um, and not only the way he's playing, but the way he's playing with his team, he's 12-8, and he might be the only guy I want to play from Dallas outside of Christian Christian Wood if Christian Wood got 30-ish minutes. But I I don't – I mean, I, I guess you could take a flyer on – and I don't want to say flyer. Flyer makes it seem like he's a terrible play, but I need Christian Wood on the floor producing – Jason Kidd, can you please give this guy at least 30 minutes a game? And, like, we're in business here because right now Luke is the only person I actually want to play. Um, if Dinwiddie were to sit, then Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to take a bunch of shots, and then it's, well, do the shots go in? At You know, at, at 4,300, I think he's fair. Uh, I think that's a fair price. But it's it's mainly Luca and and let's just hope Jason Kidd gives Wood close to thirty minutes and Wood would dominate in this game. Boston's been struggling inside. Does Wood get a bump with Keebler potentially not playing? Like he's doubtful. Um, I I feel like he should, but man, I yeah. I mean, I it's just, not I like Keebler's playing a ton of minutes, but he's playing anywhere from twenty to thirty minutes. So yeah, that's a that's enough. I feel like um for like wood to potentially get 25 plus like we're, we're not being is, greedy just get him yeah. 25 plus um, I, I would say tw- if they told me today wood was going to get 28 minutes i'd be in i'd be in at 28 yeah. minutes my other question for you though is yeah i mean hardaway sure i mean if dinwiddie doesn't play hardaway sure um the the other question would be do we take some shots on Finney Smith at 3,800 too? At 3,800, you probably, I think you have 35 to. minutes, like, small forward min- eligible. His minutes aren't going anywhere. Like that's, yeah. so that's the crazy part, right? Like he's going to play regardless. And so it's up to, does he hit a few shots? Does he pick up some stocks? But at 3,800, like that's the price where you have to roll the dice. I mean, that's, that's basically what what we're doing here. We're rolling the dice on the price, and and I mean I, I think I think that's the way you approach it. I think that's the fair the fair way to do it for sure. Reggie Bullock is going to be in a, a a similar boat, honestly, at thirty four hundred. Um, and kudos to him for just kind of creating himself a role in the NBA and sticking, Stevie. Like, yeah. you know, like man, kudos to him. Um, Bullock has got a twenty five. Fantasy point game minimum at 3,400. I think he goes in the pool. Really just depends on who's in and out for Dallas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those secondary players matter a little bit. Luca, obviously, just he's Luca. I mean, we don't need to get into it too much with him. Uh, Boston side, uh, this all depends on Tatum. Tatum changes the entire slate, whether he's in or out. Um, if Tatum plays 10 7, fast i mean i don't hate him um he's gonna fill up the stat sheet if tatum sits brown smart these guys all white like all become very very interesting um plays talked about grant williams the other night will i got man i got my 35 minutes i really wanted from him um and it just didn't (laughs) didn't get like he didn't bust but he didn't get there either Um, yeah uh, yeah he was right, got it right, right. and he just yeah. didn't he didn't produce. Um, talk to me here on the Celtics. 
Yeah, I, I think if Tatum sits, so the value on DK is going to be in Smart, Brogdon, and White, right? Like that. That's where the value is going to be, and then it's it's it's. I guess the decision is this: Does Jalen Brown do enough to warrant paying up? Because because he's not. It's not like he's seventy three hundred where he was for years and years and years. Or you know, lower sevens, mid seven. He's mid eights now. Absolutely, you know, I, I get it. But it's it's does he do enough? Does he give us uh Jason Tatum level production if Tatum sits tomorrow? And at 8,500, I don't know if he does. He's capable, but Dallas has been fairly stingy on the defensive end, like fairly stingy. I I'd go out on a limb and say. If Jalen Brown does anything, he scores a few more baskets, but he doesn't break the slate. And so I'm, I'm willing to fade him at 8,500. Boston and the whole slate kind of – I mean, I don't want to say the whole slate, but it definitely matters whether or not Tatum plays or not. Um, so we'll definitely be watching that one. Washington at Miami, 211.5 total, lowest total on the slate. We hardly ever see Lodles, totals this low anymore. Miami, one-and-a-half point favorite. Beal, Hachimura, Morris, questionable, right out uh, for Washington. Some big news there. On the Miami side, Butler's out. Deadman is questionable. Hero is questionable. Robinson's out. Struss is questionable. And Vincent is questionable. This is a game at 730. We're going to be watching a lot for news just because, like, it might not be the best game environment in, on the slate, but it has a ton of potential um, value. So let's start with Washington, Will. I mean, we were just talking about it, right? The whole slate kind of depends on, you know, whether or not Bradley Beal plays. Uh, because if he were to sit 8,600 for Kyle Kuzma is not enough, um, especially with no right. Like, Kuzma is going to shoot the ball 30 times in this game if Bradley Beal sits. So what are we looking at here for Washington? Yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> – that that's what I think that's what we're looking at. I I would throw Denny Abdia in the mix as well. Like if Denny gets 30 minutes, you know, he's another guy. Here's the other thing I like about Denny. He will get peripherals, probably more so rebounds. Like if you look when he's played big minutes, Stevie, he's put up points and he's put up peripherals. Um, and so you know, 32 minutes against Dallas, 12.6 rebounds, four assists. 34 points, I mean, 34 minutes against Utah, 13, 7, and 3. Memphis, 34, 21, 2, and 5. Uh, OKC, 30 minutes, 12, 7, and 2. Like, and so the Charlotte game, which is, of course, probably a, a lesser defensive game, shot 6 for 11, 12, 13, and 1. I just think he's shown that he's going to get production kind of in an all-around fashion at 5K if – a lot of these guys from Washington sit like, you know, possibly we anticipate um, or, you know, not only say anticipate, but if these questionable tags become doubtful tags become out, then I think Denny squarely in the mix and Rui Hachimura being out is only going to help him solidify those minutes. Another guy to watch is Casper, um, Corey Casper. Like he's already getting a solid role here um, over 29 minutes and for the last five, over 29 fantasy points in three of the last five games. He has some upside. Um, so yeah, watch him at 40. Yeah, 4,300. Um, no Butler defense-wise. So, um, yeah, I mean, Miami's side is so hard here night before because 
Hero, here we need to know if Hero and Stress are going to play. Um, because like if these guys are out, Kyle Lowry is seventy seven hundred. It's not like you're getting a huge value on him, but this is a guy that's gone over fifty fantasy points in two of the last three games. So like he has to at least be in the conversation um, if these guys sit. So um, yeah, I, I mean we're looking at Miami and going, who's playing? Uh, <laughs> like uh, yeah. yeah, what what are your thoughts here on the Heat? So my first thought is Kyle Lowry just keeps – he's got a Toronto jersey on from his, you know, one of his earlier seasons on under that Miami Heat jersey. I he's feeling good. Right now. He's feeling fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but honestly, it is it is good to see that he can still get it done. And, yeah. I mean, man, if Miami could figure out how to make this work when everybody's back, obviously he won't have to carry the load. But, you know – if this team wants to be a playoff team, there are going to be some spots where Kyle Lowry may have to put up these kind of performances to just help push along. So yeah. uh, I'm just excited from a from a real basketball perspective on him. From a fantasy perspective, though, as you've already mentioned, Steve, over 50 in two, in two of the last three, that one against Washington where everybody was on, he put up 70, like <laughs> 70. <laughs> Mike, like Kyle Lowry and 70 should not exist. In 2022, but it does. You talk about so, the Toronto jersey. He was repping a <laughs> Superman jersey in that game. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, Lowry that's on his off. Yo, he had a double, double 20, 10 and 15. Incredible. Uh, he was feeling it, fact, man. Did they win that game? Like, they were, I think they went overtime. I can't remember if they won, but I, I so at 7,700, if people shy away, like, I'm in, like, I'm all the way in. Because I don't think, you know, I don't think there's any reason to fade him if all these guys continue to sit out. Uh, you know, Bam is, you know, he's probable. If Bam is in at 8,200, like, man, just fire him up as well. And then now it's just the peripheral pieces. So, um, you know, with Jimmy being out, that does help. But, man, I, I almost, I'd almost just prefer Hero Stress and Vincent to sit again so we can continue to play Lowry and Bam. I forgot to mention Porzingis on the other side of this game, and it wasn't like an oversight. It was just he's 8,900. He's really pricey. He's someone you could look at in the prop game um, if you want to. He's been really good for props. Like, really good. Insanely good this season. Especially if, like, Bradley Beal doesn't play. Um, You could really kind of take advantage of him in that aspect. He's just expensive at 8,900. Not saying he's not playable. Center only on DraftKings makes him a little bit tougher to play um, at 8,900 on a big slate. One other thing I want to mention too about props on him, Stevie. So for whatever reason, the books just keep him at anywhere from 19 and a half to 20 and a half points. And his first half props typically ends up around nine and a half to 10 and a half. And for whatever reason, they just run the offense through him in the first half. It's, it's amazing. So I, I think the way the rotation is set up and I've been tracking this because we've taken a lot of first half props. So if you're playing Porzingis, look at his first half prop. If it's nine and a half or ten and a half, just take the over. He, I think he's been playing the whole quarter pretty much, Stevie. So what happens is he picks up, you know, five or six on the front end, and then Beal and the gang leaves, and then it all runs through him. And so in the first yep. quarter, he's been hitting eight to ten real points. Then he just needs one or two more, and he's over. So I, I just want to point that out because you mentioned the prop game. I, I think it's a great call. Toronto side of this game, 
uh, or no, not Toronto. What am I thinking? Um, we're, go- we're going uh, to that game. Yeah, we're going to that game. Brooklyn at Toronto, uh, 222 total here. Toronto, two-point favorite. Um, Precious out. Uh, Porter out. Siakam out. And I can't read my own handwriting. Um, I think it says Barnes questionable and ba- Banton questionable. I can't read my own writing. Um, that is called scribbling at its finest. But Brooklyn on the second end of a back-to-back, we will see whether or not they rest anybody or not. I think, like, everyone probably plays. I don't know. Like, I know Kyrie just got, you know, back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Brooklyn side of this game, if everyone plays, I honestly don't have a ton of interest. Um, I said this yesterday with Kevin Durant. With Kyrie being back, I thought he was a little overpriced. He's 11-2 again. Um, I'm just not paying 11-2 for, for KD on a 12-game slate with Kyrie playing. Now, if Ben Simmons and Kyrie were to sit, or one of them, obviously that changes things. Um, what are your thoughts on Brooklyn? Uh, my thoughts are we probably need to be playing Ben Simmons at 6,100. If if he plays, um, I think what we're starting to see from Ben Simmons, not just the score, and that's not, that's not what I'm as excited about. I am excited about that to the peripheral, Stevie, like the steals, the blocks, the assists. I was like, that's what we want to see from him. And so as he continues to get himself worked back into to shape here um, from, from those multiple seasons off, I think we're starting to see the upside from a fantasy perspective, which is why he's always been priced at that 8K level, like 8K plus level when he's been extremely healthy and productive. And we're getting that at a 6K price tag. Now, do they limit him tomorrow? Maybe. But at 6,100, I think you take a shot against the Toronto team that Brooklyn should be able to beat with star power. Yeah, it's funny. I, I mentioned him as my let's get weird GPP play yesterday. He was one of my favorite plays on the slate. I was like, oh, he might be lower owned. <laughs> he was like, he's like 45% owned in most contests. <laughs> like, there was nothing low owned about Ben Simmons at all. Hey, listen, he still put up almost 50 fantasy points, so I'm not mad about it, but uh, it was just funny. Well, he, he did put up 50 on uh, on FanDuel. Yeah, it's 48 50.9 on 50.9 to be exact. Right, 50.9. We haven't seen that in three seasons. At least two feels, years removed. Dude, going yeah. back to Philly, just no way I wasn't playing him. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of my teams did not have him, but anyway, the Toronto side of this game. Um, I mean it We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Really depends on Barnes, but yeah, Boucher at at 6,200, no Siakam, um, no Precious. He should play plenty of minutes here. He probably becomes even more of a, you know, in, in play if uh, Barnes doesn't play. Like, the usage just goes crazy here um, for Van Vliet if Barnes sits. So, you just – Van Vliet has so many opportunities where he's busted this season, but I, I think you would have to go back to the well. Um, Will, talk to me. What do you like here for Toronto? Uh, so Toronto is very interesting to me with Siakam out because Van Vliet is, is kind of the guy at 7,800. I, I think, I think I'm in on Van Vliet. I don't hate Gary Trent like at 5,800, you know, hopefully his minutes will, will, will be there and ramp back up. But I, I think Van Vliet is the guy I'm just committed to to not body Barnes. Like I, I wanted Scotty to be great when these guys were out. I know he had one 60 point game, but all in all, I think I'm just going to fade Scotty. Um, I, I think it's Van Vliet or bust for me. They've priced up Chris Boucher, which I hated. I was hoping they were going to keep him at 5k range. They did not. Once again, nothing against the Toronto Raptors, but it's mainly just Van Vliet for me. Um, yeah, moving on. Sacramento at Atlanta, 238.5 total in this game. Atlanta, 6.5-point favorite. The Kings, second end of a back-to-back. Atlanta, Bogdanovich is out. Um, we'll start here with Sacramento. I mean, this game is going to be fantastic, right? Like, you look at the game in general, Sacramento is one of the worst defensive teams. It's not like Atlanta is a great defensive team. These teams both play fast, top seven in the NBA in pace on both sides. This is a juicy game. Um, let's start here with Sacramento first. Like, I know it's a back-to-back. I know Sabonis and Fox are expensive, but, I mean, this game seems like a game. Like, even Herder going back to Atlanta, maybe he shoots a little bit more, but... Uh, but he's been shooting like crazy. Yeah, anyway. I was going to say, oh how much gosh. more can he really shoot um, should be the, the thing here. Yeah, don't bury the lead, Kevin Herter, going back to Atlanta. Um, and here's the thing about Herter, too, man, that's that's really interesting. Th- this team, Sacramento says, you know what? We've got something here. Started giving him the minutes, Stevie. And so yep. you've seen his minutes stabilize. And as his minutes have stabilized, so has his production. Let me ask you something. Um, and this is an aside. I know we got to get out of here, but. Wouldn't Maybe. LeBron James love to have Kevin Herter just to play with right now to shoot some three-point shots? My God. I mean, they, the Lakers would be ecstatic. And Sacramento is able to grab him. Uh, he, he's been playing fantastic, really. I mean, and you, you talked about the shots, Stevie. You know, at least half of these games he's taking, you know, 15 to 20 shots. So uh, I, I think he's, you know, I think he's an okay play at 6K. Um, definitely had some upside tonight as well. Every time I look, he was either scoring a basket or grabbing a rebound. So uh, he played really well. Uh, De'Aaron Fox at 9,400, I definitely think that's a uh, a good price for him, for his production. You know, they're on the back-to-back. They won that game pretty – I don't want to say pretty handed, but they were kind of in control of the game, uh, the previous game. I'm sure they'll fly out to Atlanta because 
fly to Atlanta tonight. Um, they'll probably get there, I'd say, 2 a.m. or so, get them some rest, go through shoot-around. I actually think they'll be fine. Um, so th- this – I like Sacramento. I think a sneaky play is, is, is Harry Barnes at 5,300, another guy whose minutes have stabilized uh, here recently. So at 5,300, I think you can take a shot on him as well. Um, considering the matchup. And it's going to be an up-and-down game. Atlanta side of this game, you know, all year we're going to debate whether it's Trey Young or DeJounte Murray. I'm going to side Trey Young, I think, every time. Um, if I'm going to chase the the ceiling for this team, you know, Clint Capella is someone, like, it's just all about minutes. He's kind of priced where he should be right now, though. John Collins at 5,600 is someone that could potentially put up 30, but I don't know if that's enough on a 12-game slate at 5,600. So I think if you're looking at Atlanta, you're looking at Trey Young, and you're potentially looking at maybe like a John Collins um, or going to the bench with like an A.J. Griffin type of player. I don't hate that. I I will say for me, it's always going to be Trey Young except in matchups like this where I can probably play them both. And I'm not saying I'm going to play them both together. I'm saying, like, playing against Sacramento should open up DeJounte to be a little bit more efficient, I think. Um, so, at you know, he's got about an $800 discount. So I like him a lot um, in this spot. Like, I think he should be he should be okay. Um, I'm with you, though. Like, Trey, Trey Young across the board in every situation. But I, I do really like DeJounte here at 9K against the Kings uh, on a back-to-back. You talked about John Collins at 5,600. His price is starting to get to that point now where you just start taking shots. And he, he's played, you know, over 30 minutes in one, two, three, four, at least five games straight, at least five games straight. Like, that's what I want to see out of John Collins. So if they're going to give us Collins at 5,600, he's going to play 33 minutes. It's not free, but it's – value i think and so i i really like him as well all right cruising along here we got denver at okc 229 total here denver two-point favorites um denver on a back-to-back we did get uh Jokic and murray back um on tuesday on the okc side holgreen um Lascala and poku out um we'll start here with denver well it's funny is like i really like my my main team uh, for NBA. And like, I was like, man, I don't really have anybody to shift Michael Porter jr. Off of, I guess I'll just let it ride 32 fantasy points at halftime. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all you want. Listen, uh, this is like, he's because he, so, I said it, he'll probably put up like two more fantasy points the entire game or something. But um, it's always funny when <laughs> like you're on the right side of that. Cause you're, you're on the wrong side. I feel like way more than you're on the right side, but it just, I think it's hilarious. So, Oh yeah. Um, oh, talk yeah. to me. Talk to me here about the Nuggets. So, I'm not saying they will, but th- this is a game where Jokic and Murray might sit just coming back off protocols. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying they're, they're literally just getting back. I want to see where their minutes have been because maybe, just maybe, they sit. But all in all, if they don't, I kind of don't want to play anybody from Denver today. Uh, Jamal Murray at 7K is, I feel like, priced up to where he should be now. Bruce Brown is priced up because of the fill-in. Bones Highland is priced up 
because of the fill-in. Michael Porter Jr. at 6,100, I think, is, is where he should be considering the general production that he's put up over the season with the full lineup. Gordon at 5,600, I think, is, you know, maybe he's got some value, but I think that's fair considering that lineup is is coming together. And then Jokic at 11, believe it or not, Stevie, Jokic has not validated this, this uh, salary for most of the season. Like, he's averaging – 50 fantasy points at this particular salary, he should be averaging about 57, 58. So I I don't mind taking basically a full fade on the Denver offense, on the Denver players, until everything kind of stabilizes again from Jokic and, and Murray being out. My 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 screen didn't refresh. Um starting the fourth quarter, Michael Porter Jr. is at 32 fantasy points. Still not mad about it. No, um, no. Jokic and Murray to start the fourth quarter at 27 and 26 minutes. So, so they're probably um, going into the 30s, which that means uh, like there's no minutes restriction on these yeah. guys. Um, yeah. I will note that Bones Highland he had an illness, he was questionable, he ended up playing, but he only played I think it was eight or nine minutes and then has not returned since. So, um, so probably just kind of watched, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean. Potentially helps maybe like a Bruce Brown type of guy, like more usage with the second unit, but he's 6,300 because of these guys being out. So um, I'm with you. I think if everybody plays, you're just probably staying away from Denver. Um, On the Thunder side of things, they're starting to get healthier as well. Um, And the prices are, are not really reflecting it yet either. Like Josh Giddy is 7K. Seems like a lot. Uh, he he is someone that can go for forty plus fantasy points. SGA at ten two um, had a terrible game the other night. And put up forty nine fantasy points. So I say terrible. He didn't have a terrible game. He just had a really slow game where he just couldn't get anything going in the first half and still ended up with forty nine fantasy points. So uh, talk to me here about the Thunder. Yeah, I mean, they've been an interesting team this season. Um, you know, SGA has been, I mean, gosh, man, like he's playing at a high all-star level, Stevie. I mean, high all-star level. Like, I think he's averaging around 30. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been a joy to watch at 10-2. I don't mind him against Denver. Denver has been playing uh, as great of defense, I think, as we anticipated they would. Now, maybe that all comes back together as they get more healthy, but uh, it's just not there. And then, you know, you, you already talked about Poku being out, and some, you know, uh, or, or questionable with some of these other guys. I think, you know, for me, Lou Dort, I think, is okay, but it's mainly SGA, man. Like, he's been incredible. And so I, I don't mind playing him against anyone at this point. Chicago at Milwaukee, 218 and a half total here. The Bucks, a seven-point favorite. Ball out for Chicago. Ingles and Middleton out for Milwaukee. Start here with the Chicago side of this game. Struggling in this whole game, Will. Um, I don't want to use it as a catch-up game, but it definitely seems like a catch-up game. Like DeRozan, Vooch, and Levine all being healthy in a, in a tough matchup here against Milwaukee. I struggle to see really playing any of these guys. Um, do you have any interest in the Bulls? Negative. <laughs> yeah. No interest. I don't. Yeah, I just don't. 
uh, just maybe a tournament shot on like Levine. Hope he gets like hot or something. But I mean, I don't think I'm getting there. Um, on the Milwaukee side of things, like Giannis is twelve three. He's always in the conversation of like being able to break slates, but I don't know. I just don't expect this game to be really high scoring. And, you know, he doesn't even need like fast paced games to like have monster games. It's just, I don't know. I think this game's going to be kind of slow, you know, enough defense where you have, you know, two of the top 10 defensive teams and rating in this on, on the season. It's just, I'm struggling to really like say, Oh, I got it. I got to have guys in this game. Well, what I will say, Stevie, is I do feel like the upside from Giannis that we've seen, you know, over the past few seasons, and even early this season, is going to come back. Uh, what was surprising to me, like if you look at the last game against Portland, if you would have told me Giannis scored 37 real points, what I would have equated that to in my mind from a fantasy perspective was probably around 70 fantasy points. In a typical sense, like when he hits in the 30s, He's, he's usually upper 30s. He's usually hit, about to hit that, that 70 fantasy point mark. And it was only 58, Stevie. Uh, 7.6 assists. I mean, seven rebounds, six assists, no blocks, two steals. Uh, 58 fantasy points. Like, you know, that's not getting it done for us at 12-4. That's, that's not a, so at 12-4, do you think Giannis goes off for 37 real points? I don't think so. Not in this spot. So I, I'm willing to take the fade. I'm probably pretty much on a fade of this whole game. You know, you mentioned Levine, like at 7,100, obviously, you know, you can take a shot on him. But like Drew at 8,100, I just, you know, I still working back in, in, in the fold here. This game is just probably the most appealing, unappealing on the slate. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're going to move on. We got New Orleans at San Antonio, 232 and a half total here. Pelicans, seven point favorite, Liddell. Um, and Murphy, doubtful. Podal, questionable um, for San Antonio. And Richardson, doubtful. We'll start here with the Pelicans. I mean, only 23 minutes the other night from Zion, but I mean, they were winning that game so, like, so in control of that game. That it's so hard to say, oh, that, you know, it, he was on a minutes limit. Like, yeah. no. Yeah, he didn't need to play. They didn't I mean, need the to end, play him. The ending result was 128-83. Like, there was like, no reason to push this game for a guy that's had injury history. Yeah, like, in blowouts, Zion's going to be the first guy off the floor most of the time. Um, and, and he should yeah. be. He yeah. should be. Yeah. Good coaching. <laughs> there you go. Him and CJ McCollum, get those guys off the floor. Yeah. Like, you look let, up, let B.I. go do by, his thing. We're up by 30? Hey, guys, your night's done. Come, come yeah. on. Come on out. <laughs> uh, anything that you like here for the Pelicans? Uh, not really, man. I think everybody's priced appropriately. And, I, and Steve, I really feel like this game should be similar to the Golden State game. Not as much of a blowout because we understand that Golden State sat all, pretty much 
all their starters, but I think it will be something similar. Like I feel like they cruise to a 20 to 25 ish point victory. And so for me, you know, once again, as the coach should, I think Zion may sit late. Now, do I think he plays 23 minutes? Uh, maybe, maybe he plays 26, 28. Um, and, and that might be enough, but I, I don't think it will be. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to take the fade here uh, on this, on this whole game as well. Um, even with the, you know, the Spurs guys, and I know I jumped ahead, but the Spurs guys are priced up and I, I just don't see them, you know, putting a dent in any type of GPP format. Yeah. The one thing that I'll mention on the new Orleans side is San Antonio is the worst defensive team in the league. Um, the Pelicans are one of the best defensive teams in the league. I think they're fifth or sixth in defensive rating. I don't know if this game stays close. I really don't. Um, I hate predicting blowouts, but I need guys to get their minutes um, if I want them to hit their ceiling. So I don't think I end up on anything here with the Pelicans with these prices. And then on San Antonio, like you mentioned, these guys are all kind of priced up as well. Um, if Potal sits, Charles Bassey is just – they priced him up. Um, and Sochan, like Sochan's 4,400. He's not priced up as much. So if Podol sits, it changes my thoughts on the Spurs a little bit. Um, but I mean, Vassal's right where he should be price wise. Johnson's right where he should be at price wise. I don't see a ton of ceiling in these guys. Um, if I were going to take a shot on anybody, it'd probably be Vassal over Jones and Johnson. Yeah, for sure. But I don't even want to play Vassal, even at 7,200 in this spot. I yeah. just, yeah. Um, oh, and like if Potal sits, Gorgie Dang's 3,500. If this game turns into a blowout, you could large field tournament up with uh, the gorgeous dong. Just wanted to mention the gorgeous dong. Here we go. Detroit at Utah, 228.5 total. Utah, 11 point favorite. Detroit's on the second end of a back to back. Don't expect Cunningham to play in this game. Don't expect Stewart to play in this game. And, Bay flew back to Detroit, so he's definitely not playing in this game. So we should see, you know, kind of the same type of lineup for Detroit here tonight. Uh, on the Utah side of things, no Conley, no Rudy Gay. Uh, a couple question marks that really don't matter. Um, let's talk Detroit. What are we doing here with uh, the Pistons? Yeah, man, I think it's going to be kind of a similar situation. Uh, you, you, you probably want to get in some Ivy. You probably also want to get in some uh, Bogdanovich, but he's 6,500 now. Uh, so maybe you don't want to get in some Bogdanovich, even though he probably could go for 40. He's most likely going to go for 30, 21 points, um, you know, three assists and four rebounds. That, that's probably his total. I don't hate Alec Burks with, with, with all of these guards out. But he's not a must play for me. So that's kind of where I am. But don't, don't hate Ivy. You know, he's a guy that usage has been through the roof uh, as, as these guys have, have continued to sit. Bagley's been playing more minutes as well at 4,800. But nothing that gets me incredibly excited. If he was playing 30 minutes, excuse me, I, I'd be in on Marvin Bagley for sure. He's coming off. He's going to be coming off of a good game too. So it could potentially bump up his ownership a little bit he's i think he's like 14 points um from the field as they're beating denver they they really just kind of spread they spread the minutes out um outside of like bogdanovich like you mentioned um hayes get, you know he was getting solid minutes he's had a really good assist game but like Knox, burks duran um 
they're using Diallo. They use yeah. Corey Joseph. Like these guys on the bench are getting too many minutes for these guys to get like 35 minutes. Second end of a back to back. If people start getting ruled out, maybe, but man, unless you're t- wanting to just take some shots on like large field tournaments on like a Kevin Knox on a 12 game slate, hoping the game doesn't stay close and he gets up to like 22 minutes type of game, like t- that kind of thing. Yeah. I-, I just don't see really going crazy with Detroit and like, I mean, if you're if you're playing Utah, like if you're if you're hoping this game stays close, it'd probably be Bogdanovich for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you for sure. And and let me give this minor nugget about the Detroit Pistons. It, it's so funny to me, but as a coach, what I realize is Detroit is doing just enough to win a few games, but they don't intend to make the playoffs because the rotation is too deep. If they were planning on actually winning, they'd have a much shorter rotation. Like, And I know Kate is out and all these things, but th- listen, they're hopping in the sweepstakes too. Jump on in. Utah side, I mean, if you think this game is going to stay close, Laurie Markkinen should have a game. Um, I still like him. Yeah, I still like him on the props side. Like whether you want to do points and rebounds plus or if you want to do fantasy points, I like him on the prop side of things. Um, like if you don't want to pay 8,100 for him, but small forward 8,100 is not the craziest idea because he can get 50. Uh, yeah. what are your thoughts here on Utah? Yeah, I think and Lori's taking enough shots too. Like, that's the other thing. Like, he is like if you look at him comparable to let's say other stars, he might not have 20 shots every night, but Stevie, he's had his share of 20 shot nights, and most nights, most when he's taking 20 shots, he's hitting the 50s. Yeah. So I don't I don't hate Laurie in this spot against a young team on a, on a back to back for sure. And then the other thing too, Clarkson's you know playing a lot more minutes uh, with Conley out, so he's another guy I would consider here uh, in this spot with his, these other guys on a back to back. Conley being out, pretty much bumping him thirty five to forty minutes if it's close. All right, last game hour break. We, like we have a ton of seven to seven, like seven to eight o'clock games, seven, seven thirty, and eight. Um, and then we got yeah. like a nine o'clock game, and then we have a ten o'clock game. Ten o'clock game is really interesting. We got the Clippers at Golden State, two twenty-two total here. Golden State is seven and a half point favorite. George Kennard and Kawhi already ruled out for the Clippers. Iggy remains out for Golden State. No big deal. Where, like, <sighs> my question to you, Will, is: Are they willing? to play John Wall 30 minutes. Because if he's going to play anything over 25 minutes and this game stays close, I'm in. Like, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Not even going to think twice. I'm in. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, You know, Reggie Jackson had a really good game the other night. I think he scored 27 points, but just sniping from three-point range in that game. Um, I, I think you play John Wall regardless. Like he's been getting 25 minutes and putting up big numbers. Like I think he play him regardless. No matter what. We already know Kawhi is out. We already know that uh that Paul George is out. We already know Kennard is out. I think Powell and and uh Powell, and John yeah. Wall are like probably as close to the really good plays in this team as, as you can get. Um I, I do know that you know. Morris Mark Marquise is going to play play some minutes, but I don't think I want to play him. 
I think it's Wall. I think it's John Wall and uh, and uh, and Norman Powell. I don't hate Zubac, um, but Zubac's priced up something. He can put up forty if he does great. But listen, man, Wall and Powell, I think, are, are the guys here. Yeah, I don't mind Zubac. I'm I'm always worried when you're taking big guys against um, the team. It goes small. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, Powell's probably the the top value on the slate him and him and jackson are too cheap uh for this matchup like i as much as i mean you could you could potentially play two of these three guys wall jackson and pal um i don't know if i play all three i don't hate the idea of maybe playing all three if this game stays close but if you're gonna play two or three of these guys i think you gotta look at curry or or even clay thompson thompson 6100 this dude's chucking right now he's like i i'm i'm clay thompson and i'm gonna put up double digit three points or attempts every night don't care I'm chucking. I'm getting buckets. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Clay was whew, on fire the other night, and I think, you know, I think we'll see some more of that. I don't think we see it this game. Like, I, I don't think Clay's going off for 41, but I do think he goes off for at least 20. And so, at 61, I don't hate it. Um, I think he's a he's an okay play. Um, th- this is a game where I do feel like the Warriors should win. Um, they're at home. They played much better at home this year than, than on the road. Anyway, um, Wiggins has been been really good this season. Uh, I don't hate Wiggins, but you know, as Clay's scoring numbers pick up, I'm less interested in Wiggins game to game. And then Curry's just been out of his mind. But I don't think I want to pay ten eight for Curry at home. And believe it or not, Stevie, I'm I'm more inclined to play 10-8 for Curry on the road because he's got to score more points to help them win. At home, they've been fine. So I'm, I'm going to keep that philosophy for now and probably mostly fade outside of Wiggins and Klay Thompson. I don't mind the Wiggins call. Um, I, I just – I mean, I, I think this is a spot where with George and Kawhi out, I, I just see Clay kind of getting a lot of open looks. Um, at the end of the day, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, so definitely don't mind him. Let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Big slate, 12 games. Uh, we got football on the podcast for tomorrow. What week are we in in football? I, I, oof, I really don't know. Is it week 12, week 13, week 12, week 12. Okay. I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm legitly, I was curious week 12. So, um, that's what happens when you have, um, a couple weeks off and you don't pay attention at all so all right that was enough to delay favorite play under 5k to go 7x who do you like today hmm under 5k stevie gosh man This is a tough one for me because my favorite play is probably right at 5K. Give me – I'm going to give you a twofer. If uh, if Dinwiddie is out, give me Hardaway Jr. If he's in, give me Malik Monk against Atlanta. All right. I was like, don't take one of my guys. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Corey, uh, Kispert. I like this spot for him, uh, at 4,300. I think 
if Wall or not if Wall, if Beal doesn't play even even juicier. Um, so give me Kispert over AK to go under five X. Who's your bust today? Man, I think I think I think it's going to all be up top today. I know you've got a guy that you like. Give me Giannis. I I just don't see him going past sixty fantasy points. You know, especially after he scored thirty seven, thirty seven real points still. I don't see it against Chicago. I mean, this is a no brainer for me. I'm going right back to the well on Kevin Durant. He might burn me if some guys get ruled out, but I'm going to say right now, with everyone looking like they're going to play, I'm going to go KD. A favorite 6X play, uh, Will, who do you got today? I think I'm going to the Charlotte-Philly game, and I'm going to go with Tobias Harris against Charlotte today, as, as long as he plays. If not, give me shake. No. I keep giving you two first, but just trying to make sure people understand what I'm thinking. I think we're going to have a really big night for Anthony Edwards. Um, 6X is tough at 8K, but I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling 50-plus fantasy points tonight from Anthony Edwards. Um, he's someone I'm definitely going to be looking at prop-wise as well. So give me Anthony Edwards. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got for your let's get weird GPP play of the day? Well, I I kind of talked about this guy. I'm not sure if uh, w- where the ownership is going to end up on him uh, just because of, of how the slate's broken out. Give me Donovan Mitchell at 9,200, man. I, I, I really like this spot for him against Portland. Uh, I think he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. He could put up a big number here. Donovan Mitchell it is. Um, my... I always like this is one of my favorite questions every day, but my let's get weird GPP play of the day. I'm trying. I was like looking in this like 7K price range and was like, oh, who could potentially be different? I don't know what his ownership will be on a big slate, but give me Grant from Portland. Um, Jeremiah Grant, I uh, just I think he has potential. It's a tough matchup against Cleveland. I just think he's going to be low owned in this range with some really good plays. So give me Grant. Any like bets it. standing out to you here a night before? Um, I think that I think the layup bet is Minnesota Indiana over the total as long as it's not a blowout. Uh, I think the layup. Well, no, I'm not going to take that one from you. I do think a layup under bet is probably Dallas Boston for what it's worth. All right. Um. I mean, at first glance, at first glance, the total in the Brooklyn-Toronto game seems kind of low at 222. Um, I, I think I like the over in that game at first glance. Portland-Cleveland may be under at 217.5. Um, man, if you think that New Orleans-San Antonio game stays close, that is a game you could pound the over on as well. Uh, sleeper fantasy picks of the day. I mean, they don't have a ton of stuff out yet. Um, so it's always, it's always tough when they don't have a ton of stuff out. I will say, um, I do. So I'm going to, I'll do this. 
I, I like Simons over 24 and a half. And I like Anthony Edwards over 23 and a half points. So there's your morning grind two for two all in uh, trying to get that three X clicking it. Now, if you're in the, if you're in the rotor grinders squad chat, you just saw it in the chat. So there you go. But uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We back tomorrow, Thursday, talking NFL week 12 as well. Just inform me we're in week 12. (laughs) Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday and we'll see you guys again on Thursday.